This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's happening, Who Killed Listeners? This is Bill Huffman, your host and producer. I've got a new show from Wondry I think you guys might be very interested in listening to. Meet Molly. She's 38, recently single, in the midst of a sexual renaissance. And she was recently diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. And then there's Nikki, Molly's best friend, and her co-host of their groundbreaking podcast, Dying for Sex. Nikki and Molly are busy writing the next chapter in a remarkable story of a decades-long friendship. In this new six-part miniseries, Nikki and Molly recount her momentous and most outrageous sexual escapades as only best friends can. From Wondery, Dying for Sex is about lust, love, and exploring relationships. But it's also a story about friendship, self-discovery, and making the most out of every moment in your life. You're about to hear a preview of Wondery's Dying for Sex. While you're listening, make sure to subscribe to Dying for Sex and other great shows from Wondery on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. A quick note before we start. In case the title doesn't give it away, this podcast has a lot of frank talk about sex. So let's backtrack and go to where your health was during the time of the story that we're going to tell. So I had just gone, traveled to New York, so... Um, I had flown to New York and back, which completely decimated my immune system. I had had a stressful trip. You were there. (laughs) My best friend Molly and I can talk about anything, anywhere. Today, we're in a small cramped recording studio in West L.A. It has scuffed white walls, a couple of beat-up office chairs. Molly looks completely out of place. Short blonde hair, blue eyes, and flawless skin. And she's wearing a skimpy tank top and tight black jeans. Someone would never even guess she was sick. But she is. So I came back and I had an entire, like, list of that happened to me health-wise. I was hospitalized because I couldn't keep food in. So I was, like, hospitalized and sick. Can you just stop complaining? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Such a complainer. (laughs) Exactly. I still managed to drive everywhere. That was too much. I think they call that gallows humor. Molly and I use it a lot. They say laughter is the best medicine and all that. We've cried together a lot, too. But when Molly learned she was terminal, she made a decision. If she only had a few years to live, she was going to experience life in a completely new way. And it was going to be epic. Okay, three, two. You're listening to Dying for Sex. I'm Molly. I'm 44, and I have stage 4 breast cancer. Um, Technically, I'm dying, but aren't we all? I'm Nikki. 
my best friend in the world. Yeah, we've known each other for like 20 years. And you know everything I've been going through in that time. Getting diagnosed as terminal, leaving my husband, starting to have sexual escapades to feel alive. And let me tell you, these sex stories, they are so damn interesting that we had to make a podcast about it. And about our friendship. Yes, about our friendship. You know that our friendship has given me so much meaning in the face of all of this. You are actually uh, one of the people that makes me want to continue to live. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Okay, let's get back to the sex. (laughs) Can I ask you this? Yeah. When in God's name did you have time in all of this to have a sexual awakening? How did that happen for you? Okay, well, um, you kind of have to rewind. So, like, so after I had the surgeries and the radiation, I was on this hormone therapy, which is supposed to kind of squash your libido, but it had the opposite reaction. Like, I was horny all the time. Like, I felt like a teenager, and I don't know what happens. Like, but all of a sudden, I was like, I just need sex everywhere. (laughs) Our lives were so different. It's crazy when I think about it. I had a boyfriend and two stepkids. While I was at home making avocado toast, Molly was dealing with cancer meds and having a full-on sexual awakening. I started to learn my body and, like, stuff that I hadn't... I mean, it was always a sexual person, but, like, you know, whatever. And um, at the same time, I had found this app, which was kind of like an innocent app. It was called FaceFeed. You would take a picture of yourself, write a message, and you would, like, send it to somebody that you wanted to talk to, okay. like, anywhere in the world. And then they would respond with a selfie. It was all selfie-based. But, you know, sometimes the pictures would start to get a little bit racy. Oh. And the thing was, like, like I was taking these pictures, and then people, like, men would tell me that I was attractive, and I was, like, kind of felt like I uh, just really needed it, yeah. you know? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so like, so there was one kid that I was talking to. I want to say he was from Italy or something. Uh, anyway. Um, Let's call him Vincenzo. I like it. I like giving names. I like it. Yeah, you're good at that. You're good I know, at that. I love it. Okay. So Vincenzo was like, hey, uh, you want to migrate to Snapchat? And I was like, what the fuck is Snapchat? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, okay. Give me give me a few minutes to download this thing. <laughs> What's my password? Exactly. So then where did it go? Like, where this was, was this like your first? So Vincenzo and I, was he was like showing me how to do the Snapchat thing. And like... You know, Vincenzo was great. He was, like, turning all of his stuff into black and white with these filters. And I was like, I don't f***ing know. I'm on my bath mat with, like, terrible lighting, you know, gyrating on the fat the phone. And, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But it was fantastic. So it was wait, like, were you, you having, know, like, Snapchat sex? Yeah, it was, say? like, it was basically Snapchat sex. I'm, I, I've never done that. I didn't know it existed, yeah, but I guess. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it must. What's going on with the husband in this situation? Yeah. Like, yeah, where yeah. does he fall on this? And yeah. Uh, yeah. So he came home and I was like radiant, you know. I was like, <laughs> He's like "You look, he looks so you pleased. look kind of amazing." <laughs> I was just like, my body had gotten what it needed, but I was also like filled with anxiety because I was like, "Oh my god, does this make me a cheater?" Because like, 
I'm not a cheater. I'd never cheated on somebody in my whole life. Like, I was very loyal, but like, you know, I was torn because this is something that I really, really needed. And it was, um, you know, so it filled something, but at the same time, like, mm. ah, what have I done? a whole new lump of like anxiety for you. It did. So yeah. it was like his first night back, we're lying in bed and I'm sitting there like my eyes are wide open in the dark and I just, my heart is racing and I confess and I tell him what happened and his reaction was, On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 